and welcome to a Super Lady Hero Hour here on Fanversation. I'm your co-host, Yel Teagle. I'm joined as always by the incredible KB. Hello, KB. Hello, hello. Lovely to be joined by Yell as always. It is an insane week because we're doing South by Southwest, but we are always here for some superhero news. So I'll turn it over to Yell. Yeah, today we're talking Black Lightning, Batwoman, Supermanalist, and The Flash. But first, we've got some exciting news. So let me push all the buttons. Here we go. Headline news. Um, we're going to start with some Supergirl scoop. For those who missed it, um, there has been a scheduling change. Um, so Supergirl is going to be taking over for Superman and Lois because they're going to go on a brief hiatus that happened because of a COVID-related production halt. Um, so on March 30th, we get some episodes of Supergirl and Superman and Lois will be returning Tuesday, May 18th. And then Supergirl will go in hiatus until the summer. So that's happening. Mark your calendars for that craziness or just keep up with us because we will be tracking that for you. Um, mm -hmm. And also don't forget, we will be doing the premiere. We'll, we'll live tweet the premiere of Supergirl March 30th. Yep. That, that's now been officially confirmed that we're doing that, both East and West Coast feeds. Um, but also they've announced this casting of a young Cat Grant um, because we're doing some flashback episodes uh, in this new season. And she's going to be going by CJ because apparently young Cat went by CJ. Um, and we have cast um, newcomer Eliza Helm, whom I am not familiar with. and. You know, I'm excited to see it. I'm bummed that we're not getting Callista Flockhart, but I do like Cat. I do like Cat Grant, so I'm excited to see young Cat Grant. Yeah, I will say that that was like kind of one of the saddest parts of season one was having to let go of Callista Flockhart, um, and you know, just being like, oh, the production, the shooting, it's not going to work out when they moved from from LA to Vancouver. But I am excited to see this new, uh, you know, individual in the role and to see what young Cat Grant is like um, in these flashbacks. And I wonder what that means for this, this final season of Supergirl if we're doing, you know, flashbacks. How heavy will they play into the season is what I'm most curious about. It's a really great question because we also are getting the return of Lex. Um, I think Lex is the big bad for the final season, which I understand but I don't care for. Like, I totally get it. I totally get why we're doing that, but I don't want it. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, that's fair. Um, I guess we're just gonna end up seeing what Lex has to bring to the table in this final season uh, in terms of being the threat that, you know, he pretty much always is. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yes. Um, another show over on the CW that we want to talk about is Stargirl. Um, we have a first look at um, Eclipso from for the new season, for season two. Um, and I have a photo of that. Let me pull that up for us. One second. Come on, computer. <laughs> it's okay. Remember, last week was Cray. So this yeah, is so this is awesome. much better. Um, so this is our new Eclipso, um, who's going to be played by an actor um, named Nick Terabay. Um, So this was reported back in October. He's an Arrow alum, and he's going to be playing this ancient entity of corruption and vengeance, who is described as physically imposing and frightening. 
um, brimming with a cold, terrifying darkness, ex Eclipso exploits. Why would you put Eclipso exploits? Sorry, whoever wrote this article is trying to trip me up. Eclipso exploits the flaws of others, uh, reveling in the impure and sinful, sadistically feeding off the dark side of humanity. I'm down. That's a yeah, really fun villain. It seems like Stargirl's headed in a uh, more kind of like a horror direction this season with this villain, because he seems like a bit more terrifying uh, and a bit darker, I think, than, you know, kind of what we saw in season one. So yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what, what it holds. Uh, absolutely. I'm really excited about this. Also, we have um, new, a few new uh, other people. We have Jonathan Cake from The Affair, who's recurring as Injustice Society alum, The Shade. And uh, for the Flash fans, we have John Wesley Ship will be returning um, to the Arrowverse, guest starring as Golden Age speedster Jay Garrick. Yeah, so, I feel like John Wesley like never actually leaves. You know, it's just like it's just like John goes somewhere. <laughs> um, not John, rather his version of the Flash goes somewhere and uh, then pops up randomly either on the Flash or whatnot. So it's nice to see that like you know he'll be doing some crossover work. Absolutely. I I really enjoyed him uh, and his character, so I can't wait. And I like them tying Stargirl into it. I'm very excited about that. Um, and in movie news, uh, the Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, is coming out this week. So if you have been living under a rock and didn't know that, I don't know why you didn't know that. But um, we are doing a special Super Lady Hero Hour to discuss this film on Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Fanversation. So don't miss it. Yes, uh, the Snyder Cut, the infamous Snyder Cut four hours. So yep. join us for a conversation about what not, that's gonna be like. Our show will not be four hours, just to uh, no, make no, sure no, that's no. clear. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just the film, of course. Um, yeah. So let's kick it off now with our usual shows and we're gonna start with The Flash. So here's the quick cap for the third episode, Mother. Uh, as Eva becomes more powerful, Barry and team must find a way to stop her. An old friend risks her life to help. Um, wow. So I actually really enjoyed this episode. I felt like I would based on the trailer last week, uh, but also because we finally get to tie this storyline up and we get to move forward into the real season seven, as I have been calling it. And I'm thrilled to see where we go in the real season seven. Um, I can say though, like I've said this numerous times, I just didn't really understand Eva as a villain. And like, honestly, her takedown made me feel the same way. I was kind of yeah. like, so y'all made her stop and apologize. I don't know. It just was like, what is happening with this villain? Um, because it's like the first time we've had like a serious, you know, woman big bad. And I, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of disappointed in how it was done overall. But like, I can't put my finger on why. Like, it's not like, I don't know. I think it's just because I don't feel like she was truly fleshed out in the way that like, each real villain, each big bad, like on the flash normally is. Um, and like, I don't know, I, th those are my overall thoughts. What about you, Yell? No, you are 100% right. This character, I thought, okay, we finally have her reveal why, like her motives and what the plan is. There is no motive, there is no plan. And the takedown is her being like, oh, my bad. <laughs> 
And and then they let her go back to the mirrorverse. They yeah. don't arrest her. They I just was, all hold hands. I was like, <laughs> oh. The entire theme of this episode was love conquers all. Love conquers all. That's it. That's the message we got. Um, and I do like the idea that love was what helped Barry. Like I liked it tying into the paragon of love. I loved all of that. This Eva thing was, it almost was like she was a villain of the week. Like what a waste. We wasted so much time on her. Um, so I'm pretty sure I already know how I'm rating this episode because it was so disappointing. Listen, I think that for me, cause like to your point, tying in the paragon of love, tying in a lot of different elements. I think for me kind of getting back to the essence of Barry and Irish and kind of why they are um, the center and the focal point mm -hmm. of this story um, was good for me. But I just, yeah, I feel like that outweighed Eva for me, but like this, we gotta try again with the villains this season. Like, I mean, cause I'm confused, like what? And then how Eva just kept calling everyone her children. And I was just like, right. oh no, honey, like, no, no, no. So, I mean, again, highlights, Barry and Iris kind of being the key to the speed force made total sense to me um, because, you know, Iris has always been Barry's lightning rod. So for him to lose his speed, but find it again in her makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I am still confused about whether or not this is truly OG Weld or it's Thon, which I think it's Thon because yeah. I think we saw that Thon took that last cut of the scene in the very end where Thon kills Wells. I feel like he swapped bodies with him. Um, so I'm not sure that this is actually Harrison Well. It feels so like this it's is, I, I totally get your thought. This entity that I do not think we're seeing again, I think that was it for this Wells. I think it was just that one little bit. Is OG Wells was who was murdered. I think it's that person. I don't know. Because <laughs> honestly, that was not explained well. And so even when they oh. were trying to tie it into like, Oh yeah, because we are in the multiverse now. And you know, the particles, I was like, y'all, this honestly just feels like we're grasping for straws. Just tell us directly who this individual is. Like, I honestly don't even need the science behind it. You could just say, I mean, because literally anything is possible. You could just say, this is OG Wells, you know, that's it. Like, I don't, I just was like, okay. I'm with you. Um, I'm who so teleports? And, and out of thin air, you yep. know, it's like, okay. Um, Iris has her mirrorverse powers, which was, you know, kind of dope to see her use them against Eva if it were gonna result in something other than them holding hands. Like it could have yeah. been. I really was looking forward to them fighting and then the, they didn't. And then and then at the end they were like, now Iris doesn't have powers again. I'm like, look, get, give the girl powers. Who cares? Let's move on. I mean, everyone has them at this point. And then also, I just, I don't know why this bothered me, but it did. So Frost basically like explaining to Iris why she didn't have powers. Girl, sit down. That wasn't even necessary. Or Caitlin, whoever it was at the time in the body. I just was like, okay, girl. She was like, yeah, you don't have powers because blah. And it was kind of like snarky. And it's like, wait a minute now. Like... <laughs> Iris will definitely run circles around everyone here if she truly has powers. So let's stop that. And we could have just been like, girl, you don't have powers because your mother is gone. Okay, uh, mother, as Eve is calling herself. Right. Mother's gone, so powers are gone. I would have been totally fine with that. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then the new speed force creates some sort of rainbow lightning situation. I don't know what that means. 
Does that mean other speedsters are coming from the atmosphere because he opened a portal? That's a great question. I, I also don't know what it means. I They're setting up whatever the big bad is for se- the real season seven. Um, and I'm assuming it's like a ton of speedsters is what we're, after years of being like, we need to not have the speedsters be the villains. They went, you know, it'd be great. More speedsters. I guess we're going to find out. We'll so find out. how it's are great. you rating it? I think um, I know how you are. But. <laughs> it's a poop. I'm giving it a poop. Oh no! Honestly, um, the only thing I liked was the "Love Conquers All" bit of of Iris and Barry. I didn't need it to apply to everything in the episode. What about you? Where are you rating it? I'm going to actually give it a spoon because, again, I didn't hate it. I, there, I actually enjoyed the majority of it, like the love bits and things like that. And also, it was nice to just kind of wrap this up. I just felt so excited that we were going to wrap this up. I, you know, my joy is the majority of this. Um, so my spoon is really leaning towards a kitten, but I just, the waste of Eva though, this, yeah. I just, I will never get over it. Like mm-hmm. what happened here? Um, truly what happened here? So what are your predictions for the next episode when we start the real season seven? Uh, my prediction is speedsters everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just like a town of speedsters. Um, speedsters. The funny Absolutely. thing is it's like, Normally I read a lot of content about like what's coming for the season. I've read nothing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who's been cast. I don't know what they've been revealed. I don't even know if someone sent out a press release saying Tom Cavanaugh's not joining, you know, this season. I've not read a single thing, um, which is wildly unlike me. So I'll probably do some digging later on. Um, But the the different color rainbows, I think they made, you know, um, different color lightning bolts. I think they made such a point of saying, you know, um, area, area, Iris and Barry's daughter, you know, had the multicolored mm-hmm. lightning because she had, you know, essentially at that time she really did have powers from both of them. So, you know, who knows? Maybe they will get like kind of some old G OG speedsters coming back um, and then introduce some new ones. Uh, but I can't, I can't imagine that they would be kind of the big bad. There has to be something else coming down the pipeline, I hope. Uh, but that's the only prediction I have thus far. Fair predictions. All right, let's move it along to Superman and Lois. Here's the quick cap for the fourth episode, Haywire. Lois keeps probing probing into Morgan's involvement in Smallville. Meanwhile, Sam tells Clark to choose between being a superhero and a father. Um, This episode was, I don't know how to say this any other way, but this was the most CW Arrowverse episode ever. Like it felt like we are mid season three. We're into this storyline. We know these characters. We understand everything felt established and settled. And I, I don't mean that as like a positive or a negative. It just felt that way. Um, and, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I do like that we're dealing with Morgan edge and all of that situation. Um, but I, don't understand why we're dragging out the Captain Lex thing that wasn't in this episode and wasn't in last episode either. Like, let's not drag that out. Let's wrap it all up. We were moving so smoothly in the first two episodes and now we've slowed it down. Um, what did you think of this episode? I told you that was going to happen. I, I told know you, you did. My prediction, I was like, we are holding Captain Luther. Like we're holding this uh, for a reason. And so, uh, you know, We saw that in the trailer that Captain Luther will be back next episode. Next episode's kind of, you know, like a heavy Captain Luther one. But I don't think that, 
I think that we still need to establish Morgan Edge's villainous plot first and then kind of weave that into Captain Luther and then try to figure out what the overall is. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy this episode. Like it was fine. Um, you know, we know that Sam, uh, General Lane is a terrible father. So um, it's yeah. nice that, you know, that it's nice that he's consistent. Um, the advice that he gives his grandson is terrible. Like, don't call your dad. He's busy. Uh, was not actually your decision to make, but okay. And so, um, but definitely on brand and, uh, you know, should have been expected from at least Lois because she knows how her father kind of moves about. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, yeah, I mean, I think it was fine. You know, I, I like that. I like, honestly, that Sam knows about Jordan's powers or that, you know, the emergence of the beginning of his powers. Yeah. Because um, I think he was going to find out anyway. And so, you know, like, why not just kind of go ahead and get that out in the open? Um, for me, I love Lois being fearless and going head to head with Morgan Edge. You know, I think in this episode, it's really important because we talk a lot about Lois's agency and that's something that they're kind of getting right out of the gate that I've said before that they've dropped the ball on numerous times with Mm -hmm. Iris. Um, you know, the fact that she goes toe to toe with him and Superman is like, oh, I can, I can come. And she's like, no. I can do this on my own and you need to be with our sons at football practice. So go about your day. And she holds her own. I love that. Um, I do kind of think that the way that they're introducing the smaller villains is a bit odd for me. So they did introduce Kilgrave in this episode. Um, and I was kind of like, what's Kilgrave's purpose? What's the, like, I kind of felt like Kilgrave was kind of thrown in there and I, and I was like, okay, cool. And then like goes head to have with Superman, but then, that's it. Superman goes off to save the kids. And I was yeah. like, let's talk so about that. So I have this theory that Kilgrave's entire thing was orchestrated by um, the government, the father. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. He was like, this is what we're doing. Set the escape in motion to like prove to Superman that he needed to focus on this. Um, what I found the most amusing was his fight where like Kilgrave is winning and then Superman hears his son. And he's like, all right, screw all these civilians and just takes him out in a way that he could have done in the beginning. Literally just claps his hands. Right. Honestly, that is exactly what happened. He just did a very hard hand clap and then mm-hmm. was like. He was like, he's here, pick him up. Also, civilians got hurt, my bad, and left. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? But also, I feel like at this point, Clark and Superman, whatever, both need to know that like, General Lane is not to be trusted. Right. Like it's very obvious. And so I'm just kind of like, I agree with your theory 100% that it was like a definitely a government orchestrated event. And I just feel like, how do you not see that? He's constantly going behind your back and doing things, even in your own family that literally have nothing to do. Yeah. So why would you think that he wouldn't go behind your back at work? And I, mm-hmm. I use that term loosely because Superman is not getting paid. So yeah. at work. Also, I feel like Zurich, if, if I were Clark, I'd be like, all right, I'm done being Superman. Good luck. Like, right. St- like, you I don't own me. don't have to. Like, that's the thing. It's all about free will and choice. And so, you know, Clark was raised well and his parents were like, well, you have this gift. It would be great to be able to help people. But the funny thing is, is like, also in parallel with The Flash, Eva brought up the fact that like, 
She was like, okay, Flash, but you don't help people. She was like, not for real. And I was like, I mean, she's not wrong though. Like she, like the Flash helps people in crisis, but it's not actively trying to change the world to make it better. Right. And it kind of is in parallel with Superman where it's like, Superman is doing the same thing. And again, it's all about like your good conscience and free will, but I mean, what will General Lane do if he's just like, yeah, I don't wanna do this anymore. Right. I wanna be a father and I wanna coach football. Um, yeah, I think the other interesting thing that happened was this tag storyline, which was like fine. Um, but I believe if I understood correctly, the the laser eyes from Jordan hit yeah. some sort of yellow uh sort of I remember, something. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember in that scene them being very intentional of like showing us that the laser eyes shifted matter. I like, I remember seeing that part of the episode. And so apparently, you know, that got pushed into tag. Sure. What I think is interesting is in this episode, when we see what Morgan Edge's plan was, it was to get this yellow kryptonite of sorts that was hidden in the mines. Mm -hmm. And I think if I understand correctly, or if I'm putting this together, the idea is that now he can make more um, metas metas i was gonna say powered people metas yeah i think that that's the goal because remember his henchwoman mm -hmm. um basically was like how are we going to convince people and he was like don't worry about that <laughs> so i think that you know uh there's going to be something that occurs where the citizens of smallville are not safe and they are going to voluntarily or involuntarily or unknowingly who knows uh you know be given this kind of yellow kryptonite of right. sorts. Well, I have a prediction, so let's get there quick. What is our, uh, how do you rate this episode from Poop to Kittens? Yeah, I am going to rate this um, probably a spoon. Like it wasn't terrible, but like, I still don't know 98% of the things that are gonna happen. Um, I thought it was still a good episode. Like I really actually enjoyed it, but I'm still more so like, let's not underutilize moments. And oftentimes, you know, um, I know that it's a family drama, but how does that family drama tie into the overall storyline? Mm -hmm. And I felt like unless, until we get confirmation that Kilgrave was like a setup, then I'm kind of like, okay, so what was the point of any of the, the yeah. villains for this week? You know what I mean? But um, outside of the like last three minutes where we understand what edge is doing but for you how do you rate this how do you feel about the episode i'm gonna give it a kitten it was enjoyable it was fun i think bitsy every week i'm like so amazed with her performance um and i really loved like seeing her you know in all of her range of emotions she was determined she was uh angry she was sad she like was kind of resentful she was maternal like there was just everything about bitsy gives it a kitten this episode cool all right, so what, what's your prediction? Because you have it, you ready yes, to share. I got it. After we were talking, here's my prediction. I think that Lana's husband, the fireman, the really annoying guy, I think he is going to volunteer and get powers and going to end up being a villain, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he would volunteer for anything at this point. He's actually a terrible husband. Mm -hmm. um, and proven every week. Like, when Lana was like, I actually did not feel comfortable and you didn't even notice he was like oh okay it was just like yeah. what yeah so um it's interesting that she is kind of she was taking advice from lois and trying to kind of 
be more intentional and uh, in her marriage, mm-hmm. um, which is clearly going to blow up for sure. You know, like now that they're back on like kind of the right path, quote unquote, of, of course. And I mean, he's obsessed with Morgan Edge, which is still very odd to me. Like, I don't yeah. know why he's obsessed. Um, so we'll see. But, um, you know, my prediction is, of course, next week, Captain Luther, um, as we saw in the trailer, kind of, you know, has uh, his sights on Lois. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested uh, because we saw Sam make a phone call on a private line at the end of the episode, which was probably to Captain Luther, let's be honest. So, um, and he would sacrifice, you know, anyone to get what he wants, including his daughter, which yep. she knows. So I'm curious to see kind of how he'll play into this kind of Captain Luther um, thing and also Morgan Edge. Uh, but, you know, this week, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get to know. I don't know. Surprise. Oh, <laughs> All right, so next up, let's talk about Batwoman. Woo! It was back for a new episode, and here's a quick cap for the seventh episode. It's Best You Stop Digging, which honestly could have been the title of Superman and Lois this week. Um, (laughs) So as Ryan's condition worsens, she questions Batwoman's no-killing code when she realizes the opportunity to avenge her mother's uh, slipping away, or really it was avenge her mother's death, But uh, Tatiana fills in the gaps for Alice about her time on Coriana and her history with Ocean. Um, So yeah, this episode was not as well put together as the other ones in my personal opinion. Um, I kind of felt like it was all over the place. Like it wasn't as clear um, as like the other episodes have been. Um, but I will say, you know, the things that I guess stuck out for me, um, you know, apparently there was a queer love triangle that Alice literally had no, no idea about, um, until she's chatting with Tatiana. I, I don't even think she had an idea about it before her memories were wiped. I just didn't think she knew, but, uh, apparently Sophia is in love with her and, um, Tatiana is in love with Sophia, but, but Alice, who is really Beth, but Beth was in love with Ocean. And so, you know, all of that, basically out of Sophia's jealousy, she wipes their memories because she's like, I can't believe you're with my brother because we realize that they're not actually related. Right. But she's just like, oh, I'm so jealous of the fact that you're in love with my brother. So I have to wipe everyone's memory so that you don't remember the love in your life. What? <laughs> um. So, yeah, that was an interesting turn that I didn't expect it to take. Um, and then of course, I think for me, it was just like, I get really tired when these superheroes reveal their identities too soon. And, uh, Ryan just pulled off the cowl and was like, okay, girl to Alice, like, it's me. I was like, why are we doing this? So this episode, the promo was that Ryan's dying and was like, before I die, I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to kill Alice. Like, I, I got that. And when the episode started and she was dying, I went, oh, the entire episode is going to be in her head where she, like, like fights Alice and thinks she's going to kill her and then realize that killing is not the... Like, I thought the whole thing was going to be in this, you know, fever dream. And that wasn't what happened. And I think that my way of doing the episode was the right way. And they should have absolutely just done a fever dream. Um, and then the rest of the episode should have been about Alice's uh, backstory, which is funny because usually I hate this like Alice Sophia Island drama. I just don't care for it. This episode, I did not care for Ryan's dying drama. I was like, oh, this story about the Desert Rose and how 
um, you know, it's this mythology of the warrior women sacrificing their lives. Like that's beautiful. And the story of this island and what it, the purpose is and the queer love triangle, all of that was fascinating and much more interesting than Ryan who keeps virgin going from like, literally about to die to running away with no one noticing, getting in a car and driving, then going into a fight, almost dying, ending up back on the bed, then sneaks out again. I Honestly, Ryan, this episode was very obnoxious to me. Um, <laughs> I was like, I either... mean, she was super reckless, but I also think it had a lot to do with the kryptonite. Remember, they said it was impacting her brain. And so, you know, her ability to reason and use good judgment, I think, was impaired. I'm more surprised about how she got up and snuck out quietly. You know what I mean? Like she could barely stand, but could get into the car with no one noticing. I yeah. just feel, and and then going to visit her ex, current girlfriend, whatever. Did you see the, did you see the panda um, robe this I did, time? and I was like, <laughs> that's my panda you, robe. You use this panda robe for everyone, was what I was thinking. Yep. Yup. I'm so glad I called it out last time. Um, anyway, I just, she went there. I thought she was going to tell her who she was and she didn't, which was shocking. Well, um, I mean, to be fair, she clearly knows because the way she was like, oh, she doesn't drink. And it was like, how many black women do you know that are going to tell you? Like, it was just like, what? That would know these details about you. Girl, you know who this is. Like, so stop. I mean, truly. Yeah. Um, I yeah. really... That's how I felt. <laughs> yeah, like I just think that the way this queer love triangle was introduced wasn't my favorite. <laughs> like it just was kind of tossed in there. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't see any flashback. Like I would want to see some flashbacks. Like Sophia never once gave me, you know what I'm saying? Like I never once was like, oh, Sophia's in love with her. Okay, so this makes sense. Like I just never right. got that. And like, I always felt like Tatiana was kind of doing what she was doing out of duty and loyalty. I also was not thinking, oh, she's in love with Sophia. Oh, I thought Tatiana was in love with Sophia. I didn't catch that. I thought she was jealous of like their friendship or their closeness, but I didn't get that Sophia was in love with Alice. Right, like I just, I, I don't think that I, I just think it like appeared and I was like, wait, what? Because I was like, oh, I, didn't have any inkling of this in previous episodes. Yeah. Like the only thing that I knew was that like Ocean and Beth would eventually become involved. I think that that was very clear that they would have an intimate relationship. Right. But like also, if I'm being honest, I wouldn't even necessarily call it love between Beth and Ocean. Like I just think that they were like two people who were close and they had an intimate relationship. And I don't know that like they even would have considered being long-term. I don't even know that that was a consideration. Like even in my mind's like, watching right. this it wasn't like they were a couple to me it was just like we're really good friends and there's a level of intimacy here that i have with you that i don't have with anyone else on this island mm. but <laughs> i don't know maybe it's just me i was like but now it's like everyone's in love with everyone and i was like wait a minute uh <laughs> i guess uh so yeah how would you rate this episode um i I'm gonna rate it a kitten. Uh, I'm gonna be generous, um, but I I lean that kitten real far towards a spoon. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I think honestly, the this episode could have been less Ryan and more um, Alice focused, and I would have been okay with that. Like it could have been kind of a bottle episode for each of them, and then flashbacks. I would have been fine with that. Um, mm. What about you? What do you? Think? I, I'm. It's a spoon week for me. Um, yeah, it was just like. Okay, for me. 
Um, I just wish it was clear. Like mm. I just, it's real weird because I feel like a weeks prior, like the writing has just been so strong and like very clear about different things. But I felt like this was very jumbled, but also maybe that's the point because we're dealing with a kryptonite minded Ryan, which is not supposed to be as crisp and clear as things are, you know, mm. everything is supposed to be a bit muddled. Um, and then things are always muddled when you're talking about Alice. I mean, like that's the one thing that's always, you know, kind of consistent, yeah. but I also just felt like the other actors and their storylines were really kind of lost in there. Like, I remember seeing, you know, Sophie right. doing her due diligence, but doing, what did that mean? Like, I, I yeah. have no idea. So I'm I was like, trying to remember what she and Commander Kane were doing. And honestly, oh, I could no. not, I could not remember what that. So He's mad. It's things like that, that like bring me to a spoon, you know? Cause I'm like, yeah. I know they're still on the hunt for Kate. I know that they're, just like everyone else trying to get to the island, you know, using the map, trying to get to mm -hmm. the island, figure out where Kate is, Desert Rose. Like, I get that that's the overall goal, but like, I saw them in this episode and I still have no idea what they were doing. So I think that that's why I'm gonna lean towards a spoon because I was like, I don't know what happened, to be honest. Very fair, very fair. All right, predictions. Mm, I have none. Uh, you know, I think it's more of, we need the Desert Rose. I mean, ultimately I feel like this, this episode was still a letdown because Ryan is still sick. Like. Mm -hmm. Not, nothing happened in terms of like, you know, kind of her getting the antidote. So it's right. still very much like she's on her last leg. Um, so the hunt for the desert rose uh, is, is still on. So that's my prediction for next week. What about you? Um, yeah, I feel like we're headed towards, I want to say like a mid-season finale type of thing where we're going to end up on the island. Everyone's trying to get the desert rose. Um, but I want <laughs> it's that gonna to be like a, a death uh, the death match yes. for the desert rose. Yeah. All right, let's move it along to Black Lightning. Um, the quick cap for the sixth episode, the Book of Ruin, Chapter 2, Theseus's ship. Theseus? Yep, Theseus's ship. <laughs> Too many S's. Uh, Jefferson crosses a line with Lynn. Meanwhile, Anissa shares some important news. Lastly, Tobias makes a surprising move. Uh, gonna be honest, Tobias's move, not surprising. Um, I mean, he always wants to take over the city, literally. Right. So I, I just, I'm kind of like. Yeah, I um, think the most interesting part of this entire episode was the new Jennifer. I love new Jennifer. Um, I like this actress. I like everything about like the storyline. I think that it was hilariously the least subtle like transgender um, analogy ever. Uh, having Jefferson being like, this isn't my daughter. And everyone being like, this is your daughter. She just looks different. And I was like, wow, so subtle. Um, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, but other than that, other than the Jennifer storyline, I did not care for the rest of the episode. <laughs> what did you think? Um, so I do think that it's necessary for them not to take themselves seriously when it comes to the new Jennifer. Like, I think we needed an episode that was pretty lighthearted and her kind of making fun of things. Um, so they definitely slid in a lot of jokes about new Jennifer, um, which I think is necessary because that's probably what the viewers are doing. And kind of the viewer sentiments are like, who is this girl? What's happening, you know, et cetera. So they did a lot of that. Um, it was interesting, you know, one of my biggest things last week was, will this new Jennifer have powers? Because you know, you don't know with kind of this carbon print. Right. Um, and turns out that she did. So it's gonna be interesting to see how she steps into that and kind of hones those. Cause it, it wasn't a hundred percent sharp when she went out. 
-hmm. um, you know, it wasn't like 100% muscle memory. So I am curious to kind of see how that evolves and how her relationships with everyone kind of uh, expand. I will say it's exceptionally hard as an actor to come in on a show that has been established for seasons with a different actor in that role and to be recast and to create your own chemistry um, with them. So I am curious to kind of see how that 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 goes on the line. Um, you know, Lala is, is Lala a cat? I don't know. Lala's always like dying, but then like something is occurring. So I was just like, Lala's dead again, I guess. I've, yeah, so this new, <laughs> this very, very, again, this show apparently is not being subtle. Um, nod to Star Wars. I really enjoy that Lala is now in cement. I think that's very fun. Um, I I think that's a clever way to kill a, a guy that they've established can't be killed. Right. I do like this new assassin dude. Um, I'm very excited about him. He sounds Who now cool. has a hit on everybody in the Pierce family, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I really like this character. I think he's awesome. Um, but I personally, I think Lala should have been out of the picture seasons ago. Um, and I, I can't say that Lala is fully even out of the picture. Mm. I mean, I think that that's, I think that that's the appeal of Lala. I mean, you assume, but like, I don't know, you know, there's always a way to kind of remove Lala from the cement. Like, I don't want to even assume that it truly is dead, to be honest. Um, okay. And, you know, of course, Tobias is still on, I mean, Tobias's main two goals in life, kill Black Lightning, take over Freeland. Mm -hmm. Those themes are consistent every episode. Yeah. So running for mayor makes sense. The mayor is dead. They need a new mayor. Of course, Tobias is going to put his name in the hat. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, not shocking. So how would you rate this episode? I'm giving this episode a spoon. Um, I, I think Jennifer was the best part. I like this new Jennifer. I believe her. I, again, like 100% believe this is Jennifer. I think the fact that she's taller is hilarious and the tall jokes are very funny. Um, I, that was it. That was the only thing I liked about it was her. What about you? Uh, spoon for me. Uh, it was just, it literally was, it was a fine episode. Like it was okay. You know, um, I think Tobias was consistent. I, you know, think we got some movement between uh, Anissa and Grace and trying to get, you know, kind of on the, the right footing. I, it's so wild to me that Anissa committed to marriage because she 100% has commitment issues still. And so I'm surprised that Grace said yes, to be honest, because she, she doesn't consistently show up. Mm -hmm. um, in ways that you would really want your partner to. So it's interesting. And I definitely think that that's going to come back around for sure. Um, I, <sighs> Jefferson and Lynn. So when Lynn gets mad that Jefferson is like, okay, use these drugs on yourself. You don't care about my sobriety, girl. Now you've been using these drugs on yourself this whole time. Right. Like I kind of understood where Jefferson was coming from because he was like, don't you do this for scientific research? Like, I don't know, right. every week. <laughs> and so the minute that he suggests doing exactly what she's been doing every single week, she's furious. And right. I was like, listen, I am, I 100%, 100% stand in agreement with Lynn's journey of being sober, wanting to maintain her sobriety. I completely get it. But it's confusing because it does. I, I don't know if it. She's mad at Jefferson for taking away the choice. Like I don't. I don't know. 
I don't know how she determines her line. Right. But we've seen her cross it recently for research. And Jefferson, if I understood correctly, was only asking for her to do it for research purposes again. Yep. So I think he's confused. I think they need to have a deeper conversation. Uh, they need to go back to therapy to have a neutral third party, but also have like a deeper conversation about what this means. Cause she was furious, mm-hmm. but but I'm con- I'm a little confused because it's it's really what she's been doing every week. So yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But so what do you think the predictions are for the next episode? Well, in no April, because the episodes don't come back until April. Yeah, Black Lightning's on hiatus for a bit. I have no idea where we're going or what's happening. Well, the next episode is the pilot, the backdoor pilot. So the oh, next episode is episode right. seven, and it's going to be the painkiller backdoor pilot. Um, I am curious because, you know, Jordan Calloway's character has been missing. Um, all season, like we haven't actually seen him at all this season. Um, so I'm curious to see kind of how he comes back into the fold, what he his interaction with new Jennifer is, because um, they have such a fraught relationship and it's just so up and down. Um, but there was love there. And I do believe that they were each other's kind of first love. So I'm, I'm curious to see what this will also look like. Um, but I'm also curious to see how this pilot is going to go and the direction it's going to go in and if it's going to get picked up to series. So April... 12th, I want to say, is when they said it would be returning. And so I guess we will find out then. Yeah. All right. Let's take it to Performer of the Week. Um, Why don't you start? Yeah, I am going to go with Bitsy. Uh, I'm going to go with Bitsy as Lois Lane. I just think for me, you know, her agency, her fearlessness, her going toe-to-toe with Morgan Edge, but also her being able to be vulnerable with Clark and, you know, basically at first try to kind of swallow her feelings when she's really mad. Um, And, you know, because he did disappoint her and he did go back on his word and, but she knows it's for a good reason, but also just being like, actually, you know what? Like, no, I am mad. This is why Um, I think she is just doing a really great job as Lois Lane and just being able to kind of capture the range of emotions um, that one would have. How about you? Um, I was going to say um, Rachel Skarsden, but the more we talk, the more I realize that I actually have to give it to um, Laura Kariuki, who is playing JJ, new Jennifer, um, because her performance was not only like, I felt like she was part of this family. I felt like she thought she was part of the family, but I also felt like she was Jennifer. Like, I don't know if she's doing a voice or if that is just how she sounds. She sounds- The voice is creepy. I mean, I I shouldn't say creepy, but it it is very Yeah, it's so similar. Mm. Um, and, And she's really great at it. And I- already like her more than the original, honestly. So um, that's where I stand. I'm so sorry to say that to China and McLean, but that's where I stand. So I'm giving it to her. Yeah. All right. So character, who are you going with this week for style icon? Oh, style icon is going to Anissa in the honeymoon looks. I was like, ooh, which one? No, all of them. Yeah. All of the honeymoon looks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I just feel like those honeymoon looks were on point. Um, Such an adorable fashion show to basically get Grace to choose, you know, kind of where she wanted to go on this surprise honeymoon. 
um, yeah, I 100% agree. Those honeymoon looks were were everything. All right, so WTF OMG moment of the week. I guess my WTF moment this week is more of a like what type of moment. Like it's a it's a what WTF. <laughs> uh, it's more focused on the what than the F. Um, it's the queer love triangle. Um, I'm going with yeah, Sophia being in love with Alice. What? Since when? I almost feel like Tatiana made it up. Like that's how. Oh, how interesting. Like you know, it was kind of like, girl, what are you talking about? That's how I felt when it when it happened. Yeah. Um, I will say my WTF moment may have to go to tag in the woods because mm. I was not sure what was happening, and then all of a sudden it was just like. I, I don't know what happens. Like the entire scene was so dark and he's like shaking and he can't control it. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, Superman whisked him to the atmosphere. You yeah. can't even tell, you can't even see it. Um, and I just felt like, wow. Um, also, I don't know that like whatever power tag has, I would want. Like I, I was very confused about truly I what think, it was. Yeah, it took me a while. I was like, what is his power? I think he's a speedster. speedster. Yeah, because of the way, you know, and then his arm healing. Healing, yep. But it just wasn't clear. It's like, because for me, I was like, oh, whatever happened with the like ocular, you know, kind of mm -hmm. laser situation, I was like, maybe it's rearranged his cells and so mm. like he's morphing into something. So I didn't even think speedster. Like I was thinking, yes. maybe he's becoming something right. else. No. Nope. Um, but wow. All right. That is it for the show this week um That's right All thank right. you so much everybody for joining us until next episode as a reminder we're doing a special on monday at 3 p.m pacific 6 p.m eastern to talk just about Zack snyder's justice league but in the meantime kb where are you at what are you up to Yes, uh you know south by southwest that's it but everyone can find me online at the lady kb twitter instagram only T-H-E-L-A-D-Y-K-A-Y-B, follow along. I will be, you know, kind of tweeting my opinion on films I see as I go along. Um, what about you, Yell? Where are you this week and where can everyone find you? I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's why A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. On Sunday, you can find me here on Fanversation talking about Law & Order Special Victims Unit, the greatest show of all time. On Monday, uh, also, oh no, not here. On a different YouTube channel, I'm talking about Winona Earp. And then I'm streaming on Twitch. We're still slowly making our way through Zelda on Super Nintendo. So if you like watching someone poorly play a video game, that's the place for you. And we'll be back Monday for our special episode and next Wednesday for more Super Lady Hero Hour. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.